0: Welcome to Cheek Hospital for Cats, new podcast episode with Dr. Colloran, mostly or as usual. And today, and this is Saman, but today we also have a special guest with us. Uh, dear Arden Moore is with us as uh, a professional speaker, writer, founder of the Pet First Aid for You, and many, many other things that we will mention in this <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> Hi, Arden.
1: Hey, pause up, you guys. It's so nice to hear, and I can see you on Zoom. I miss you, <laughs> too. You do a lot for cats.
2: I miss you, too, Arden. We've worked together for so many years. It's It's going to be nice when this is all over with and we can get back to it. But meanwhile, oh, yeah. you've been busy.
1: Tell us. What you're doing. <laughs> well, my last name is Moore. So, you know, I got to kind of live that last name. But uh, uh, I haven't let COVID stop my mission, which is to bring out the best in pets and their people. And I do it in different ways. Uh, for many years, I've been a journalist and an author, but I've gotten uh, to become fear free pet certified. I'm a certified professional. I even took the veterinary track. Oh, my brain hurt. Uh, so, uh, so I've completed all the tracks and I'm all about helping people reduce fear, anxiety, and stress in their pets. I teach pet first aid and believe it or not, my radio show, Oh, behave on pet life radio. It's been on the air 13 years. We were one of the very first pet podcasts, So we've got about a half a million listeners. I think they're all my relatives. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm so glad that you two are doing this podcast. It's much, much needed
0: for all the cat advocates. Yeah. We're right. more like a baby podcast. We're,
2: we're, d- we're getting our feet getting wet. <laughs> so I have, a pl- I have a plug though for you and an announcement that you might not have heard yet. The Cat Friendly Practice now has certifications for people, for individuals. Oh really? Yeah, it's just been announced. It's just getting its formal announcement
1: will be this week at the AAFP conference.
2: But I want you to Oh, I definitely will look look into into
1: it. Well, maybe I can go on on team that because every first aid class I teach, I always tell people to go to catvets.com and and check out all the good information. So I'm very excited to hear about that. I will sniff around after this interview. (laughs) Yeah, girl. So tell
2: us about your new book.
1: Oh, I love it. Um, It's called A Kid's Guide to Cats. And I've written more than two dozen dog and cat books, but I've always wanted to write a book aimed at the newest generation of pet advocates, and that's kids. They're smart. Um, In a lot of my classes... And my two pets, uh, Kona, my dog, and Casey, my cat, they're certified therapy pets. So before COVID, we were always going to critter camps, SPCA things for kids. We were going to memory care centers for folks. And every time I went with Casey and Kona, the kids just were brilliant. And I convinced one of my publishers it's time for me to write a kid book. And uh, it came out. It has some DIYs in it. And even pet safety cat Casey, my orange tabby, talks to the kids and some running sidebars. It came out in March. And I'm like, great. There goes all our book tour. There goes all the personal appearances, right? But there's a silver lining. All these poor parents are stuck at home with their kids and they need to give them something to do. So happily, my book is already in its second printing.
0: Yeah and all right, overall reading numbers are going up too during Yeah, the yeah. yeah,
1: people are people
2: are reading to each other and mm-hmm. and um and they're really it's what I think there's some good that's coming
1: out of this. Yeah, I'm am an optimist. So, I don't know what you guys do on your show, but Casey and I are going to send the Chico Hospital for Cats a personally an um, autographed copy of the book and if you want to give me to send another to give away to some lucky kid, I'd be happy to do that. Casey autographs it of course too.
2: But we'll make sure that we have a little drawing or something on social media and have have it land in a couple of really
1: good kids' hands. Yeah, I'll send about 3 books, one for you guys for your office and a couple for kids. How about that? Awesome, that's be, be great. Yeah, if I'm not ever...
0: I'm
1: not Oprah. Don't be
2: looking for free cars. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> one of these days we'll reopen and we'll put your book in our reception area for people to see.
0: That's cool, but that's cool. For people who are listening and and would like to know more about you, though. Um, when you said you were journalist and then you switched uh, a little bit more to this side, how did that first inspiration really <laughs> come from? How did that happen?
1: Well, um, I always have grown up with pets, and I come from a very big pet-loving family, dogs, cats, guinea pigs, and, and this seasonal duck named Quack Quack that always visited <laughs> our family. And I always have a curious nature. I like to write. So I was very... Honored to be able to be a reporter when there was real news for a newspaper. Remember them? I don't know, Samet, maybe not know them, but they were (laughs) called newspapers. And I loved what I did. I got to meet so many great people, but I I felt there was something missing. I was writing about the lives of others, and uh, I had a really cool mom. She was ahead of her time. Uh, My mom uh, started the first school for pregnant girls high school in the state of Indiana in the late 1960s and she was ahead of her time and she did pass away from uh, lung cancer but she said before she died she said Arden are you gonna just write about others or what do you really want to do in your life and and that's what got me to becoming more in the fields of feline behavior and safety and of course dogs too but since 1999 i've been my own boss which means i have many bosses <laughs> and i've been able to write the books and i wrote i worked for prevention magazine for a while i've gotten to learn from great people like you guys so i'm always a student and a teacher and it just evolved so i just i was able to become a master certified pet first aid instructor mm-hmm. and i really feel like cats need some, we need to get people good information on cat safety. I love teaching the cat and the dog classes, but I also do a two-day instructor program now. But believe it or not, the cat-only first-day classes have taken off, which shows me there's a big need.
2: For sure. What else is hot in the cat world, Arden?
1: (laughs) Well, um, I never thought I would be a host of a cat show, but I, every Wednesday on uh, Facebook and Zoom live, I am the host of Meowie Hour, and it's presented by Cat Fancier Association. Now, you think of them, they're like, they're a bunch of blue bloods. All they do is talk about purebred cats. Oh, they have had a big reckoning. They know and recognize that about 90-plus percent of all cats in homes are mutt cats. So they've really expanded their education, and they have a household cat division. So they hired a mutt cat like me. And my two orange tabbies, Casey and Rusty. And every Wednesday night, we host Meowie Hour. So you guys are already on the hook to be on a show. And we have guests. We talk about cat breeds. We talk about household cats. And then, believe it or not, uh, Dr. Coller, and guess what? I became a, a licensed bartender in the last couple of years. <laughs> so I make a kitty cocktail at the end of each show. And we hold it up and we toast to all cats everywhere. And so we've had the Moscow Mew. We've had the Tomcat Collins. Uh, Last night, last Wednesday, I almost uh, burned up the set. Just kidding. I made a flaming Dr. Pepper. Me? Wow. So um, (laughs) it's crazy, but in a very fun way, we're edutaining. And that's sort of my, the way I feel more comfortable. I think people learn better when they feel safe and when they're having a good time. And so I hope you guys can tune into the meowy Hour.
2: <laughs> we will, and we'd be happy to be guests on your program. Tell, tell, <laughs> oh what God. are
1: you? Tell our audience what your tips are for, for melding a family. Well, a lot of it is. It sounds weird, guy, but your emotional state is key. Our cats, our dogs, download our emotional. So if you're being or you're being impatient, they feel it. They smell it. So I tell people you got to fake it till you make it. Take that deep breath, let it in, let it out. Make sure all the pets have plenty of resources, which means not one litter box or not two litter boxes lined up next to each other. So one cat may like to do the deed in privacy and the other cat's sitting there going, I'm ready to jump you. So um, you want to make sure that you give them resources you take individual one-on-one t- uh, time with them, and uh, they need places that they need to go where they can chill out on their own. So we we did a lot. And with the dogs, we have three dogs, small, medium, and large, 90 pounds, 35 pounds, and eight pounds, or now she's nine pounds. We take them on walks, and, and they get to bond. And with the kitties, you know, we've got plenty of uh, vertical spaces, you know, cat trees and Window perches. I'm in my tiny house in my backyard right now, and there's a cat bed on the upstairs of my tri- uh, corner desk hutch. There's a window unit, and then there's um, a bunch of other things for the kitties to to get up and off the floor. Lots and of spaces, I, yeah, yeah, it's really important. They they need their own time too. So I, I want to d- uh, ask you ahead. both
0: something. This year, people spending more time at home than ever. Mm-hmm. How do you two see this? changing the relationship with owner versus the cats because it's a big change
2: it is a big change and cats really aren't very they don't really care for change that much you know remember (laughs) that they're they're really territorial and so they want to make sure that they're safe and the only way that they can really bond is is when they feel safe and so there are some big changes and we've just but on the other the flip side of that is that Arden talks about resources. Well, we are resources, right? Having that extra time to bond is super valuable. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are paying a lot more attention to their cats than they ever did before.
1: What do you think, Arden? Well, yes, I think the cats are saying yay and yow at the same time. Uh, We can't go overboard on on, on, on pestering them, they do need to nap. That's a big deal. And I can just imagine in some households where the kids are doing homework and the parents are doing office call, conference calls, the the, the the space for the cat has shrunk. So it's really important to give a kitty a cubby hole a hidey hole or someplace that they can just get away from it all and get away from us, the two-leggers at times look for some subtle signs of stress. That's a big thing. It can take a physical toll. Your kitty may not be eating as much or not to be exciting, but what's left in the litter box may be gooey or they're they're missing or boycotting the litter box. They may be signs of stress that you need to check with your veterinarian because it could be a physical ailment or it could be a mental, this is just driving me crazy kind of situation. So I'm very happy that a lot of shelters have emptied and people are adopting cats and dogs or they're fostering them. My wish is when we get back to whatever normal will be again that there won't be an increase in surrenders. So I'm really hoping that cats are working their charm on all of us so that they get to be in the home for good.
2: Well, and part of part of the reason that this is it's gone on so long is not always a bad thing is that we have the opportunity to educate before this comes to an end so people really know what they need to do for their cats to keep them happy and how they can really maintain that bond and strengthen it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm laughing because Rusty just heard your voice and he's he's sitting right here just listening, taking notes. He's taking notes from the good doctor and good Sam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, okay, she's got it. He's got it. They're on our team. Team cat. Indeed.
0: So for people who don't know anything at all about the Pet First Aid for you, can you summarize us shortly what that's about?
1: Yeah, um, I I like to tell people that Pet First Aid is that life-saving bridge between the Uh uh-oh and the veterinary clinic. The role in Pet First Aid is not to replace a veterinarian, (laughs) but we're to stabilize and mobilize and get that pet safely. To the veterinarian, right. and and so that's what I do in my classes. I have um, a lot of advisors that have different credentials on my um, my pet first aid. Uh, Dr. Collard, you're part of it. You probably didn't know that, but we're still running that video of you guys with uh, Domino showing the right way to do the uh, uh, put a cat in a carrier and always to put it behind on the seat behind the passenger seat on the floor. So you guys are still stars in my show, but. Mm-hmm when I do this, the whole point is I have found nobody wants to read a big course book during the class. It's very live and interactive. We give it to everybody. Now with Zoom, everything is you know, downloaded, not in person. Yeah. But I get to actually see people and their cats from different time zones. We got somebody coming from Germany next week to take our cat class. Wow. And I would have not been able to do that had it not been for COVID, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I make the classes fun. I make them relevant and everything is approved by veterinarians. So um, I have fun, and I have really bad, bad jokes and puns, and I sing, but you know what? People know, for example, when you do CPR on a cat, I say the hand that does the pump is closest to the rump, and the palm is the pump. And when you say that, because everybody's like, do we flip the cat over? No, Mm -hmm. no, and we show that, and then they remember it, and because the palm has all that nice meat and bones, it gives a better compression. And when people remember that, I could use big words or I could do a rhyme. What do you think, The Good Doctor? Oh,
2: absolutely. The rhyme's the better. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great class. I think I ought to take it instead of
1: star in it. Oh, I think if you guys want to come on our class, I would have a blast with you guys because you could also, so we'll make it. It's only. Yeah. It's a three-hour class. And everybody gets downloaded their course book. we got handouts. And then they get a two-year certificate. And we keep updating the class because with COVID, there's a lot of nuances. People think, oh, I can use hand sanitizer on my hands and let me do it on the kitty's paws. No! You know, (laughs) or we wash our counters with ammonia and bleach. Kills the covid very bad for the kitty. So we discuss some of the ways to reach a good compromise to keep your cat safe and to keep you safe. And I, I think it's very relevant.
2: We humans always dream up <laughs> new ways to have emergencies.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> I think the cats and dogs of this world are are really keeping us grounded here. We need them now more than ever. I think uh, you know I I'm very lucky. I've gone through COVID with Casey. Rusty, Mikey, those are our three cats plus one-eyed Mort and outdoor Baxter plus Boujo, Kona and little Emma and they have made us happy and safe. And I think I've, I have really good blood pressure, by the way, and I think the pets have a lot to do with it. They
0: absolutely do. <laughs> well, thanks for all the info. What, what we will do is when we publish this episode for people who are listening right now, we'll put your All Behave podcast links and also your other links uh, below so they can, if they would like to find out more, they can reach easily. Through those links to you and maybe even contact you if they need to. So, okay. and I know Dr. Collins' time is very limited. I gotta so go back to work, Arden.
1: <laughs> thank you. I got thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, so
1: well much, thank you. Arden. Thanks you for having it. me. On. I miss yes, you both. Thank you so Mwah.
0: much. Thank you. Right.
1: Bye bye.